Hey y'all, and welcome to Southern Fried Spooky, the podcast home of all things Southern and Spooky. Of course. And today, mm-hmm. a little historical. Which I'm good with. And hysterical. Yes. I'm your Carolina girl, Heather. And I'm your Florida man, Tony. Please feel free to peruse our Facebook page mm-hmm. or Instagram and invite your friends to check it out. Invite your enemies. Yeah, we don't mind. What about frenemies? Totally. Yep. We'd also love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. You can hear us on most podcast platforms. And what she means is, please feel free to reach out. Email us at thecatsmakingnoise.com. <laughs> <laughs> Email us at southernfriedspooky at gmail.com. If you got stories or questions or if you just want to shoot the proverbial shit. We're always here. <laughs> and you can slide into our DMs and Facebook. Indeed. Absolutely. So in the meantime, today, we're visiting a town I've lived in for about 20 years, Lexington, South Carolina, and going on a historic murders tour. Most a, states seem to have a Lexington. Yeah. Most states have a Lexington. It's a common name for a town, and here in South Carolina, we definitely have the desire to have one for ourselves. Mm-hmm. This is like it was very confusing when you were like, I'm in Newberry, and I was like, wait, what? Uh, if you don't know, I lived in a place called Trenton, right outside of a little town called Newberry. In Florida. In Florida. She There's was in Newberry, Newberry here. South Carolina. <laughs> which is kind of fancy and antique. The Newberry in Florida, maybe not so much. That's yeah, more ghetto than anything. But we have a history museum here that works to preserve the history of our little town and Lexington County. Mm-hmm. And the museum has both a Facebook page and a website presence, which we'll put those links in yep, for you we to... we are going to drop those links. Look at it on your own time. Mm-hmm. Oh, and on the Facebook page, they'll post documents or photos that are really, really cool. Um, for Valentine's Day, they posted a scan of the first marriage license issued in Lexington. Oh, that's cute. And they just do kind of appropriate things like that. So the physical site for the museum compound, it's a collection of buildings that were, I guess, all moved to be in the space they're in, is actually just a few minutes from my mother's house. Yeah. And if you visit, you'll see all sorts of these structures. I mean, it looks like a sort of tiny and slightly dilapidated Colonial Williamsburg site. Yeah. But I've not been to it. I mean, I drive by it a lot, but I don't know what it's like on the inside. But it is really cool. So if you're local or semi-local, check it out. So we are going to speak to J.R. Fennell. Mm -hmm. He leads a team of talented staff and volunteers in curating and interpreting the artifacts of the museum site. He has both a bachelor's and master's degrees in history from the University of South Carolina and is responsible for directing the organization in its mission to collect, preserve, and present the history of Lexington County. Noble cause. Absolutely. He's involved in all aspects of site management, from the restoration of structures to marketing their assets. Doesn't that sound like a euphemism? (laughs) Now, aside from the historic aspect, one of the cool things that, I'm going to call it the LCM, Mm -hmm. does is host walking tours of parts of town and tell all the good, juicy, hundred-year-old gossip. Is it tea after a hundred years? By then, I think it's tea leaves. (laughs) I mean, they do sort of apologize for using the family names because the descendants are still... It's a small town, and um, so some of the names come up again and again and again. You'll see them in the graveyard. You see them on businesses. You see them on the streets. The same, like, five family names just repeated. Yeah. So Corleys, Wingards, Harmons for here, but I think this is... Socks. I think this is true of most small towns. You have, like, the core group who just live there forever. 
But the museum has the documentation. They have the receipts, as people say, <laughs> to verify that all they present is true, not just salacious gossip. I mean, it kind of is, but, you know, it's, it's true. true. <laughs> but it's true. So we get to hear all about their ancestors and the naughtiness they got up to. Now, I've gone on the downtown Lexington event before, and it is so much fun. The presenters dress in kind of 1800s outfits. I'm down with that. It's adorable. Though they do walk around with kind of a loudspeaker because the crowds are usually kind of big. Which is, I mean, I guess for a tour, it's good. Yeah. Um, We get to hear about murders, suspicious disappearances, rivalries, hangings. Not all of it's pleasant. Shootouts. They did have to put things on hold during COVID, like everything. Everybody did. But they're back, and it's a pleasant thing to do in the evening. And he has given us some dates about the next one. Mm -hmm. Because we're going to the next one, which at the time of this recording is tomorrow night. By the time we post it, it'll be over. So, um, we're hoping to share some of that with you. But be on the listening lookout, if you will, uh, Mr. Fennell. You're out? Yeah, something like that. J.R. Fennell will give us some dates of the next walking tours in Lexington and uh, adjacent nearby places. Yeah. But I think we are going to include our curator host here for a moment. Mm-hmm. And welcome, J.R. So for now, we have Mr. Fennell himself to tell us more about this whole experience. Indeed. Welcome to Southern Fried Spooky, Mr. J.R. That's great to be here. Thanks for having me. And we can't wait to see you tomorrow, hopefully in person. Yeah. Um, but we have some questions about the museum itself. Um, I read on the website, because I'm weird and I do that, that it was founded <laughs> in 1970. But how long have you been there? Yeah, so I've been here since 2007. Um, oh, I, that is I, a long uh, time, though. <laughs> yeah, so it's 15 and, uh, you know, a little over 15 years. Uh, and I took over uh, from a guy named Horace Harmon, and uh, he was here for Harmon. 33 Yep, that's a name. <laughs> Sorry. Yep. Yep. He's a good Lexington County uh, boy, so I'm not. But <laughs> Yeah, when when I first came to Lexington, um, because I love going to cemeteries, because to me they're just really peaceful. And Heather is pointing out the names that are like synonymous with the cities and stuff, mm-hmm. and Harmon definitely being one of them. And what's the other one? Socks? Yeah, that seems to be yeah. one, but you know, oh, the, yeah. the names you see on every business or yeah. <laughs> road yep. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my uh, my predecessor Horace, he uh, he used to joke around and say that the Model T helped the Sheely family from inbreeding themselves out of existence. <laughs> <laughs> so you know whether whether they like that. Interesting notion. <laughs> so uh, what's what do you think is one of the? And there could be more than one. The best part of the job for you. So I uh, first of all I love history. And uh, I um, love especially stories from history. And uh, so, I mean, getting to educate people about the kind of rich history of Lexington is is one of the, uh, tell some of these stories, that's one of the best parts of the job. Um, you know, I'd say another thing is it's really cool sometimes to handle some of these artifacts. I mean, just to, uh, you know, think about, you know, what, uh, who else has held it, what it, what it's been through, these artifacts, and, you know, what they can tell us, really. You know, what, one little story I like to share is that when I was in, in grad school, I was working uh, at a museum, and uh, I was with my dad, and we were watching, you know, a Clint, e- one Clint Eastwood movie, and anyway, you know, he was, <laughs> he was fighting with, like, a Colt Navy revolver, and I just, you know, had held one, you know, the day before, and so I was like, hey, you know, I, I held one of those. You know, I was like, that's kind of cool, you know. (laughs) 
So you I, actually I, have I, your degree in history. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I have a, a, a bachelor's in history and then a master's in what's called public history, which is like museums and archives and uh, things like that. What sort of presentations or um, programs does the museum usually engage in? I mean, I read about some of them on the website, but here's your moment mm-hmm. to tell our multiple listeners all across the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 16 countries, I think. Yeah, we're, actually, we're up to 18. They listen to us in 18 countries now. So you're speaking to the world now. Yay. I'm, in, I'm impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so. Personally, um, you know, any, I mean, almost any group that will have me, uh, I will go and do a presentation for. And um, I have kind of a list of presentations that uh, I can speak on different subjects. Uh, and uh, occasionally I do take requests if somebody has something they would like me to speak on that I don't, you know, feel comfortable. I can do research and, and do it. But, uh, you know, one of my favorite presentations uh, that I do for groups is on the history of alcohol in uh, Lexington. Uh, and I've also expanded and done the history of alcohol in South Carolina. Uh, and um, it's got some you know, great stories, uh, some great information that a lot of people don't uh, know about. Uh, and then, um, you know, just uh, different aspects of Lexington history. Uh, the Lutheran Seminary was here in Lexington. I do a presentation on that. Um, some rifle makers, the Quattlebaum and the Hall family, um, you know, on uh, just various topics. Uh, and then for public programming, uh, the museum, we try to do as much as possible. And so we have two open houses a year. Uh, we have one in the spring and one in Christmas. Uh, and, uh, the spring one is the first Sunday in May, uh, generally, generally around Cinco de Mayo. Uh, but, uh, uh, we try to focus on like historic crafts, so blacksmith, uh, yeah. you know, uh, carpentry, that sort of stuff, woodworking. Uh, and, uh, we'll have some historic crafts people here. Uh, and open up the buildings and just let people kind of roam around uh, and uh, check us out. Um, and then we have a family day where we try to focus on children's programs and get kids to come out. Um, we do a Halloween program where it's uh, it's fun for all ages, but it's kind of geared towards kids. Uh, but we uh, kind of do skits based on some of the crazy kind of spookier aspects of Lexington County history. Um, that's cool that is really cool we would definitely enjoy getting involved in that yeah 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 yeah. we we need as many volunteers as we can get so well (laughs) i mean that that kind of leads me to what i was going to ask is um when you go through this stuff do you have reenactors or do you take volunteers or is it actually both yeah so we um i mean we have used reenactors in the past i mean the good thing about them is they come with their own costumes a lot of times but uh we're, we're leaning more and more on on the staff that actually worked here and then volunteers. Uh, and, uh, you know, really we, um, you know, for the, the historic, uh, or for the Halloween program, um, you know, we give people a script and, uh, we try not to write too many lines for them. And, uh, you know, we kind of do a little run through and, you know, it's worked out so far. Uh, you know, we try to uh, let people know we're not, <laughs> not professional actors here or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. I um, get that. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah, it's worked out. So we, you know, if anybody's interested, I mean, you know, we uh, we'd be more than happy to talk to you about, uh, you know, coming out and volunteering for us. It's fun. Uh, and, um, you know, we I mean, we, we you know, we're serious when we have to be, but we like having fun here. So. Well, that's good. We we work for the Carolina Renaissance Festival. So, I mean, we're we I guess you could call us reenactors. <laughs> if yeah, you want. yeah, whimsically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um and it's funny that you were talking about, you know, the history of alcohol. We actually work very closely with a gentleman who does the history of beer throughout the mm. ages. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's really cool. <laughs> yep. And um, sometime back when I was in high school, I did the Christmas uh, candlelight tours um, at the Hampton Preston House and the Robert yeah. Mills House, which are two mm-hmm. big plantation houses we have downtown in Columbia, for those who don't know. So that just, I don't know, I had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. It's that sort of combination of theater and kind of real, actual, useful history. Yeah, yeah. And if you're ever looking for a guy who looks 1800s who can actually twirl a gun, you let me know. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're always looking for that, no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> well, and because we are Southern Fried Spooky, mm-hmm. the aspect is, I mean, we do enjoy spooky in all forms. Oh, indeed. So we're very curious. How did the Murders and Mysteries tour, that sounds like the Magical Mystery Tour, get started? Um, I mean, is this like our version of a ghost walk tour or that kind of dark tourism of like pirates and ghosty things? And, you know, how did this come about? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, kind of like that dark tourism kind of thing. But we really, um, you know, I just, while doing research, um, you know, on different topics, I just kept coming across. I, I mean, I knew some of them from uh, different other sources, but doing research in the newspapers, um, you know, I kept coming across some of these amazing, you know, stories uh, that I thought were really cool. I mean, sometimes very, very tragic, sometimes funny. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I oh, thought yeah. Man, this... I've been to the tour um, a couple of times now, and there's a few that I, I keep eagerly waiting for it. I get so excited when I hear them. They are very funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I just felt like, man, you know, this would be a great thing to do. And, and so we really tried, the first thing we tried to do was a uh, kind of a, um, not a haunted cemetery tour, but a cemetery tour. Uh, and uh, it just didn't work out. And, um, you know, after talking with some staff members, you know, they said, well, a lot of these happen on main street. Let's just do a walking tour of main street. Uh, and so I think we started in 2014. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we, so we put it out. We just did, uh, our website and Facebook. Uh, and, uh, I think it may have gotten picked up on a few other places. Um, and we really expected to get 15 or 20 people. We showed up, uh, and there were already like a hundred people there. Wow. Yeah. So we were like, Whoa, you know, we've kind of stumbled onto something here. That's Uh, cool. Yeah. And, uh, so we, we've, um, you know, we did it again and again. We expanded it to West Columbia. We expanded it to Irmo. Uh, and, um, yeah. So we, uh, I'm, I'm hoping at some point, I've already got the script written, but, uh, uh, I'm hoping at some point to do Batesburg. And, um, Ooh, that'd be lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, From, I've only been to Batesburg a couple of times. Uh, we go through it a lot. (laughs) Yeah. But but from, from, from what I've seen, it looks like one of those very historic type of little towns, you know? It is. And I mean, it's, um, I I think, uh, unlike Lexington, uh, in some ways, um, I'm sure there were some fires, but there were no, I don't think there were any major fires that really ripped through the main street. So it's got a lot of historic structures that are still standing. Um, and anytime we're out there, she's like, we got to stop at Sheely's. So, oh, yeah, that's yeah. not just yeah, me. That's everyone in the state. Yeah, okay. every, everybody. <laughs> it's like either Sheely's out in Batesburg or Cane's in Florence that are like, you need to stop at these places <laughs> because I'm a huge foodie. I love cooking, eating like everything. So anytime food is involved, I'm like, we must go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were telling me. um I think there's a coffee shop that is supposed to have really good sandwiches. 
uh, in um, in Leesville. And, you know, I said, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm sure they're great and I do want to try, but I just can't. If I'm in Leesville, I'm going to go to Sheely. So yeah, you know, there you go. I'll, I'll never try you know, the sandwich. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so out of curiosity, have you yourself ever, well, do you believe in ghosts? Uh, I guess I would say I'm agnostic about that. Um, <laughs> okay. You know, yeah. Um, I don't know. I've never, so I've never experienced anything myself. Uh, and I, to be honest, I don't know if I did, if I could keep working here. <laughs> <laughs> I understood. Um, yeah. Um, but you know, I have met people, people that I trust and think are rational, you know, human beings that, uh, have experienced something. And, uh, you know, and I know they're not lying and I know that, uh, you know, that they, they've experienced something. So I don't know, I guess is the best way. Yeah, to put it. I, 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 you know, I like the, the whole aspect of being agnostic of it. It's like, yeah, you know, I could admit some, some weird stuff has happened, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and I used to, I, I, I very much what I'm a very scientific mind when it comes to specific <laughs> things. But some of the stuff I experienced, I'm like, there's no way science can explain this. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm open to it now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, at least not in your limited yeah. mentality. I guess not that limited, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure, well, have you ever been in a place? Well, I think a lot of the places you have on display, it's like a very miniature, uh, colonial Williamsburg, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, several of the buildings look like they ought to be haunted. <laughs> Um, have you ever had anyone or suggest that maybe one of them is, or do you know? Yeah. Uh, so I have a friend, uh, and, uh, his name is Jerry. I won't, uh, I don't know if he wants me talking about him. So I won't say his that <laughs> last name, but he, um, you know, he is quite open to, uh, to that. And, um, so he, uh, I took him on a tour and he went into the, the Fox house, which is one of the, the main, the bigger structures we have here on the, on the campus. Uh, and, um, he immediately said he felt something. Um, and then he later told me that while we were talking in the parking lot, that he looked up and he saw, uh, one of the curtains moved back as if something, a hand was opening it up. Yeah. So, um, he's told me that, um, I don't know. Um, so in the next story, I'll tell you one, uh, at least one person's lying. So, but I don't know who. Uh, <laughs> so, um, my, when I started, um, the uh, the other full time lady, her name was Bonnie, and she told me that uh, my predecessor was walking down the stairs of the Fox House, and he felt something push him, Ooh. and he fell down the stairs. Yeah. Ah, that's um, not good. Yeah. So I asked my predecessor, I asked Horace about this and he said, she's making that up. So I don't know. <laughs> she lied. Yeah. She could have just been trying to scare me. I don't know. <laughs> Welcome aboard. Uh, Let's scare him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, oh, um, he's the new guy thing. <laughs> yeah. It could have been. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe uh, this is after her evaluation. I didn't give her good marks or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he, or it's that's actually what the person said, but they're just trying to save face and they actually just slip down the stairs. Well, and that's that could be true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Um, Horace did tell me that he said that he didn't believe in ghosts, but he believed in feelings, whatever that means. And so he said <laughs> that when he said that whenever he got uh, he went into the Fox house, he had a bad feeling. He said that uh, we have another house called the Leapart Harmon house that came from basically where Corley Mill and 378 came together. 
And he said he always got a good feeling about that. I don't know. <laughs> I get you know, it's 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 good to trust your intuition, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, it's weird. I don't like the Lee Bart Harmon house. Uh I mean I like it as a as a historic structure, but I don't um I don't like being in there by myself. I don't know. I don't mind the Fox House. Uh but the Lee Bart Harmon, I, I I don't know. I don't know if it's because uh maybe it's just psychological because we don't have lights in there. We don't have any um you know, electric lights. Uh, yeah. And so I just, I don't know. I don't know. But either way, I don't, I, I don't like going in there too often <laughs> by myself, especially when it's getting dark. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that about places that like sort of, it takes on the energy of whoever lived on there before. You know, there's some places that just aren't that welcoming and you're just like, I need to get out of here very quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not necessarily anything bad would happen, but it's just like when you're sitting next to someone, you know, hates you being there. So yeah. it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, gotta go. <laughs> So this part isn't necessarily spooky, but as we've mentioned, you talk about, I guess now the ancestors and predecessors of a lot of people who live in Lexington with very recognizable family names. And I'm sure a lot of small towns have this kind of similar situation where people have just lived there forever. Mm-hmm. Do you ever get any pushback when you tell scandalous tales of, of their predecessors or are they fascinated? So I've only had one person um i think get upset from what i can remember and what's interesting to me is this person this lady was not even directly related to the family i was talking about <laughs> um yeah and so she begged me not to tell the story Aww. it was it was the west columbia murders and mysteries uh and uh i told it anyway <laughs> 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 Uh, but no must go on, right? (laughs) Yeah. Well, one of the reasons I told the story is because one of the family members begged me to tell it. Uh, I mean, she, I can't remember how this this woman was related. I think she was a cousin or something, but she wanted, she said, are you going to tell that story? She said, because I so want to be there, you know, when you tell it. And, uh, so I said, well, I mean, you're directly related to the family in question whereas the lady didn't want me to say it you know she's she's not so i i felt like i have some kind of permission really or so i I told it i was like blood blood relation is definitely permission when they're like please tell me this yeah 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 um Um, i I was in a documentary um about the charlie lost murders that happened in north carolina Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, we got some we got some pushback from people who weren't related, but the family that is still living, they were like, "No, please, please make a documentary about this." Yeah. So it's sort of like that. It's like the people who aren't related are like, "Don't do that." That's strange. You know, it's weird. I don't get it. I mean, I, I don't. I don't know. And that that same lady, um, you know, she's uh, the one who didn't want me to tell the story. I mean. You know, she's asked me not to tell other stories about uh, from Lexington County history. I And I, you know, that don't really uh, put some of the people here in, in a good light. I don't know whether she's trying to, you know, maybe protect the reputation of the county or, or what. But Yeah. Uh, well, as yeah. we often discuss, you can't really sanitize history, but so much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Wait, so. Anybody who studies history can look back and go, everybody has skeletons in those closets. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you, you know. know <laughs> One of the reasons um, that I personally like this tour uh, is because I think we do too much sanitizing the past, ancestor worship, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And I just I want people to know that, you know, our ancestors were just like us. I mean, yep. you know, they sometimes they were good. Sometimes they were bad. Sometimes they, you know, were they did bad things. Good people, you know, bad things happen to good people. Good people 
you know, do bad things. So that's that's kind of what I want people to learn. No sure. one was a paragon of virtue. Exactly. No one was totally exactly. evil, I don't think. Exactly, yep. Yep. And I, I sort of understand what you're saying, because I know one of the stories that you talk about that I always find deeply uncomfortable is when you talk about the courthouse lynchings. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that is so hard to listen to. But it happened. It I does. Mean, it, yeah. It, and it's one of those things yeah. of, I wish I didn't have to hear about it, but I'm also like, but if he didn't tell it, that would be a huge disservice yep. because it's, I mean, it's creepy, but it's so distressing that stuff like that does happen or did happen, mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of still does. So I still hold true to the, those who forget the past are doomed to repeat it. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, that's, you know, I, I don't, one thing I, I, uh, I don't think uh, people think this, but I don't want people to think that I am making light uh, of the lynching, you know, but I do, uh, you know, I feel strongly that I, that I need to tell the story to yeah. get it out. That part always that. comes across as very um, sincere and very genuine. Yeah. 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 I mean, the other parts tend to be lighthearted, even if it was like bad things happening to people, but for some reason, it's not nearly as bad as, and this man was attacked by a whole town of people. That's yeah, just yeah, hard yeah. to get behind so that. We, you have, know? we have dark sense of humor, but even us, we're like, uh, maybe we shouldn't be discussing this so lightheartedly, you know? Yeah. 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 One, please, um, please for levity, not that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will say, I, you know, again, I, I, I appreciate that. And I do try to preface it by saying that this is a very tragic event. And, uh, yeah, I did get disturbed. Um, I mean, this was years ago, but, um, uh, you know, I told the story and I talked about how, um, you know, the the goal of the the mob was to hang uh, Willie Leapart at his lawyer's uh, house. And uh, I said, but, you know, Willie Leapart fought back uh, and uh, they decided to, to murder him in his cell. Uh, and somebody laughed at that part uh, one time. And it was, you know, kind of disturbing. It kind of threw me off I, I couldn't tell who it was but it uh you know i was like this is uh, you know that's not meant to be funny I, and so, yeah well <laughs> yeah. unless it was just one of those things of that's this the twist was something unexpected and you know sometimes you get the uncomfortable laughter but yeah i yeah. don't know I mean, yeah, yeah it, I, it could have been nervous laughter but i yeah i don't know. i it, i am even prone to that but at least i know when it's you know acceptable it's like somebody will tell a joke and it's just not right and i'm like <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah you know not like full <laughs> out like maniacal dr evil laughter but yeah (laughs) but there are in addition to the difficult stories there are all sorts of interesting stories creepy stories fabulous stories and i'm sure do you have a few favorites i mean are they all your favorite or do you have some special favorites (laughs) well uh you know my favorite um i think really is um the uh uh rice harman uh, you know, I, I tell the story and I'll, I'll tell it, uh, here as well, but, Yay. um, on April 6th, uh, 1919, uh, the, in, you know, the a building on main street that's still standing, it's now a Walker law firm. Um, uh, there was a, a pharmacist named Rice Harmon, uh, and he decided to open up for business one day and, uh, uh it was April 6th, 1919. And the only problem was it was a Sunday and the town had recently passed blue laws saying you couldn't do certain types of business, but, you know, he decided to open up for business. So everything was going fine until a town police officer walked by and saw that he was open, went inside and said, you know, Rice, what are you doing? You're breaking the law right now. You can't be open. And Rice Harmon said, well, I'm a pharmacist. I have to give medicine out. I can't say no to people. And so this went back and forth until it became an argument and then it became a fist fight. Uh-oh. Uh, and so, 
what makes me laugh at this part is the uh, the newspaper account, you know, tries to kind of justify Rice Harmon's actions. So he said the newspaper said that Rice Harmon was a small man, so he felt threatened by the police officer. <laughs> so <laughs> so he decided Rice Harmon decided to take his pistol out. So he took his pistol out. He took three shots at the police officer. Oops. Uh, he missed all three times. Uh, then the police officer, I think once he came out of shock, um, <laughs> you know, he took his pistol out and he shot and didn't miss. He hit rice in the leg, shattering his femur. Ooh. So, yeah. So the sheriff, uh, came, rushed to the scene. Uh, he actually arrested the police officer, I think just to kind of sort things out. They rushed Rice Harmon to the hospital in Columbia where they saved his life. Uh, no charges were brought because of this, but what always makes it my favorite story is a few years later, Rice Harmon, the pharmacist, ended up marrying the daughter of the police officer that shot him. And so, wow. So, I've always said Thanksgiving had to be a real awkward time for everybody. In <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, Dad, you remember that time you shot me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I wonder if he ever thought about doing it again, you know? He's like, oh, dude, that's not a lot of mine. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's foreshadowing right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So that's that's my favorite. I mean, it's got um, I, first of all, I mean, I, I think it's hilarious. Um, second of all, I, you know, I mean, it just um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think in some ways uh, society at that time was a little more uh, like the Wild West than we like to imagine. I feel like. <laughs> apparently. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and for certain people, you could get away with it. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. I've done a lot of studying on like Doc Holiday and, you know, the herbs and stuff like that. And it, you know, just reading about it, Hollywood has over glorified a lot of the mm-hmm. Wild West. Mm-hmm. The Wild West really wasn't even the Wild West. Yeah, it was pretty tame. I mean, it was pretty <laughs> civilized. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I have a couple of stories that I only remember vaguely, but I would love to hear. But I, right. you don't have to tell them both. You can yeah. say one, but the two of my favorites, and I we, hope you can we, recognize them. We want people to come out and hear them from you. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah but we like... know also that not everyone can do that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. one, and I don't know the titles of any of these, but there was yeah. one about a man who came home and abused his wife every night until one night he just sort of disappeared. And there was a freshly plowed field the next morning. <laughs> that or the two best friends who were best friends until one caught the other with his sister. Yeah, yeah. How that went so, on trial because that was so mm-hmm. funny. To me. <laughs> yeah. So the one uh, with the uh, uh, the plowed field that was one uh, one of my other employees discovered, and I'm not actually too familiar with that one. So oh, he's, okay. He found it in the newspaper. Yeah, but the one, uh, yeah, with the uh, the two friends. Yeah. Uh, so this happened in um, 1896, I believe. Woo. Yeah. It. Uh, it. it was two prominent families as well. So the um, editor and founder of the the Lexington newspaper, his name was Godfrey Harmon. Um, he had uh, uh, you know several children, including a daughter named Flory and a son named Mike. Uh, and uh, so Mike had a best friend named Callie Kaufman. Uh, and uh, Callie Kaufman at some point began a relationship with uh, his best friend, Mike Harmon's sister, Flory. Uh, there was a, a little bit of an age difference there. I think around four years, uh, Flory was older. Wow. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it was kind of interesting, but, um, they, apparently the families, 
uh, we're not too happy about this. Uh, I'm not really sure why it may. I don't know if it was the age difference. Uh, there was also a difference in religion. Uh, the uh, Harmon family was Baptist, whereas the Coffin family were, uh, were Lutheran. Uh, but uh, either way, you know, you your brand of Christian it. is the wrong one. <laughs> That's right. You can't do it. You can't do it. <laughs> um, so the uh, um, anyway, so uh, they continue their romance, though. Um, they wrote love letters to each other. Um, they called each other husband and wife in their letters, uh, even though they were not married. Um, Callie Kaufman even started working in the textile mill that is now the State Museum. Uh, they continued their romance. Uh, and so one day, um, Mike Harmon uh, was walking, I guess, along Main Street in Lexington, and he saw his sister and his former best friend, uh, you know, I guess talking, maybe, I don't know, maybe uh, doing some PDA. Uh, either, <laughs> way, yeah, either way, he decided to follow them. Uh, and so he followed them and he saw them enter into a building that is still standing today. Uh, called the Palmetto Collegiate Institute. It's now owned by the town, and they rent it out for weddings. Um, but uh, it was a school at that point. And uh, so he saw them enter there, and he decided that he would follow them. Uh, so I, he waited, I think, a little while and then entered. And when he uh, went inside the school, he saw that uh, they were in a very compromising position uh, for they were having sex. Uh, and, uh, in a school, yeah. that's the awkward a, part for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, this enraged him. Uh, so he ran up. He took his pistol out. He put it next to the head of his former best friend. Pulled the trigger and basically shot and killed him there in the school. Oh. yeah. Um, so uh, they arrested um, uh, Mike Harmon. It's uh, you know you, you can't get away with murder that easily. So they uh, they arrested him and they put him on trial. Uh, and, uh, of course it caused a, 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 you know, major story because again, this was the, uh, editor of the newspaper's son, uh, very prominent family on both sides. Uh, and, um, so the, um, uh, the defense attorneys decided to try to defend their client by saying that he, uh, must have assumed that she was being raped and that he was trying to protect her. Uh, and so they tried to present evidence about that, and they decided to put Flory on the stand. Uh, and when she got on the stand, she just kind of laid it all out, I guess. <laughs> um, so the defense attorneys, you know, said, uh, you know, please tell the court that you were being raped, that your brother was protecting you and your honor, uh, and that, uh, you know, your boyfriend was, was uh, raping you. And she said, well, it wasn't rape, but he had a purpose in mind. And when he was shot, he was accomplishing his purpose for the second time, is what she said. So, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, and then wow. she even revealed, she said that he had accomplished his purpose in St. Stephen's Lutheran Church, as well as the Palmetto Collegiate Institute. So they had, uh, <laughs> they'd been around town. Yeah. Wow. She must have been yeah. fun to know. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine, you know, how her father, you know, was kind of like, oh, God, I mean, the son's on trial. <laughs> She's laying out everything. <laughs> Probably smelling salts were needed. People swooning. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, but wow. anyway, but it's amazing, you know, that first of all, that that happened. Second of all, it happened in what was then a school. And now is a place where they, you know, people have weddings. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I want to tell people occasionally whenever they have weddings about that, but I figured that would ruin the mood. Well, I mean, you just don't want to walk up to them and go, oh, by the way, some guy got his head blow, blown yeah, off right post-coital here. right here. Yeah, right here. 
<laughs> you gotta go and go with a smile, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's wow. a great story as well. That is one of my favorites, and I'll try to fill you in on the other one. Now, hopefully, we'll hear it tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Now, out of curiosity, because it is a little dark and stormy looking, do you have um, rain plans just in case? What happens if it rains too much? Or do you just yeah. go on anyway? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, unless there's lightning, you know, if there's lightning, we will call it. We don't want to get people to hurt, get uh, people hurt. But, uh, yeah, we it's generally rain or shine. So we uh, fantastic. Cool. I will say we've had very good luck. Uh, and, uh, the only time that we've really had any issues, um, we had a big storm come through, um, a few years ago, but it ended, I mean, basically like 20 minutes before we were supposed to go. So the, uh, you know, the ice house amphitheater seats were a little wet, but, uh, the rain had stopped. And then, um, we, uh, we did one in West Columbia last year, I think. And it, it was a, um, a more of a misting rain. Uh, but it was Which sounds to get... spooky and delightful. It was spooky, but it got my notes all wet. So it was. Very oh hard. no! Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, we've had great luck. So knock on wood, we will. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll avoid the rain this Friday. There we go. <laughs> I I just hit the wooden wall for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, by the time this posts, the yeah. event tomorrow will definitely already be over. So I usually post on Mondays. So this, if will... we have time, yeah, yeah. yeah. When will the next walking tour after this one be? If people find themselves fascinated and want to go. Yeah, so I'm still, uh, I just sent uh, the city of West Columbia an email trying to find a date when the uh, Riverwalk Amphitheater is free. Uh, and, uh, but I would like to do that in April. And then uh, we will do another uh, Lexington one in June. Um, so we don't know exactly. We wait till the amphitheater kind of gets their dates for concerts and that sort of stuff. And then, yeah, of, yeah. you know, yeah, worm our way in <laughs> a little <laughs> bit. But uh, yeah, so we'll, but we'll do. We'll definitely do one in April and then one in June. Well, that's fabulous. And um, whenever, like, if you get the the date sorted, I'm I'm assuming like it'll be on a website or something. Yes, yes. So we'll okay. post it on our our website, uh, LexingtonCountyMuseum.org, uh, and uh, then it'll be on our Facebook page, which is awesome. uh, you know just Facebook.com/slash Lexington County Museum. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll get it out that way. We'll try to put it on every community calendar we can as well. So awesome! And um, once I have the uh, the dates, I can actually go into the description and post them there as well. So, oh, fantastic! Yeah, yep. hopefully I'll hear back uh, tomorrow from West Virginia. So cool, nice. Yep. Well, were there any questions that you would hope to answer that we didn't ask? If that makes any sense, is there anything mm-hmm. you'd like to leave the listeners with that we haven't talked on yet? You know, I don't think so. I mean, I think uh, <laughs> I think we did a pretty good job. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> well, other than do you charge for the various services, or do you oh. use donations, or you know, where does the yeah. money for your place come from? Yeah, yeah, that's a great, great question that I should have uh, thought of myself. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, so we um, for presentations uh, and um, most of our public programs, and um, you know, for the murders and mysteries tour. Uh, we uh, are free. So, you know, we I, we are funded by uh, the county of Lexington. So we're funded a lot by taxpayers. And so we don't like to charge if we don't have to, mm-hmm. um, because, again, you know, taxpayers are, are helping support us. Um, a worthy so we, cause, uh, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank Absolutely. you very much. And we we thank uh, the county of Lexington for all the support they, they give us. Um, but, uh, yeah, Murders and Mysteries, free. Uh, you don't even need reservations. You just show up. Uh, and then the other kind of public programs we do, 
Um, you know, the only one we charge for is the Halloween program, and that's because we have to buy some supplies. And yeah, oh, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, that does make a lot of sense. Yeah, the rest are free. Uh, and then if anybody would like uh, me or another museum employee to come speak to a you know civic group, um, you know, a church group, any kind of group like that, uh, that's absolutely free. Just get in touch with us, and we'll set that up. And they can get in touch with uh, with you through the websites, through the, through the yep, through the website. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They can awesome. uh, LexingtonCountyMuseum.org. Our telephone number is eight zero three three five nine eight three six nine. Okay. Then, yeah, our email is museum at lex co dot com. Cool. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, I think we've come to the end of our list of questions, and all that remains for us is to come out and see it again tomorrow night. Yep. This and will it, be my first time. <laughs> yeah, it'll be like my fourth. I have missed it. I haven't been able to go back since you know. COVID happened. Yeah. <laughs> the innocent days before COVID. Yeah. Right. Uh, Those halcyon moments. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for talking to us and taking your time, Mr. Fennell. Yeah. We are getting to speak to a real curator. That's so Yeah, cool. that is that is awesome. Yeah. This Always is great. A fan of the really history buffs. Always a fan of the history buffs. Well, well, thanks very much for having me on. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. And we will definitely be seeing you tomorrow night. And um, do, out of curiosity, do you all ever have like a tip jar or anything out at? I don't remember. Yes. Yeah. We have started taking a donation jar. So uh, if people would like, you know, spirit moves them uh, to to donate, uh, you know, we <laughs> do have that. And uh, it all goes, you know, towards the museum's programs or educational programs, uh, you know, worthy cause. So. Awesome. Cool. So thank you so much for your time and being our guest. We hope it all goes very well, and we can't wait to see you at the tour. Yep. Now for our localish listeners, ish, ish, please check out their website Mm -hmm. and Facebook page and see what events they have that might interest you. I mean, even if even if you're not local ish, you can still look at the website. Yeah, still look around. I mean. So this should appeal to the history buffs, the spooky fanciers, and the true crime freaks. Because, I mean, that covers everything, really. And be sure to look out for their next Murders and Mysteries tour. Mm -hmm. Not just in Lexington, but nearby. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Well, my dears, we've done a lot of walking and a lot of talking. We're at an end of another foray into the spooky past of our lovely state. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And we'll try to post some video so you can see what we did on the tour and what it's like. You probably put some stuff up on Patreon so people can see that. Imagine. Actual content. Finally. Oh, no. Right. I'm your Carolina girl, Heather. And I'm your Florida man, Tony. So until next time. Bye, Bye, y'all. Okay, so definitely seeing as how I try to dress up 1800s all the time, I'm going to be hanging around with these people all the time. (laughs) New friends. Let's hope so. New friends who likes history just as much as I do. And they will definitely dig your mustache. Yes, indeed. Who doesn't?